Hey, Merry Christmas. Like wherever you are, wherever you're watching this, whether you're watching it alone or you're watching it with friends and family and the people you love close to you, I just want you to know that I wish you a Merry Christmas and I'm so thankful for you. It's so good to like join together and celebrate the reason for the season. And that is by far the corniest thing that I have said in a long time, like a bumper sticker right out of a Hallmark movie, the reason for the season. But it's still true, like underneath all of this, all of these Christmas trappings, underneath all of the gifts we give, underneath all of the beautiful things, the decorations, the Christmas trees, right underneath it all lies the secret to true joy. And whatever you're going through right now, whether you're having the best Christmas you ever could have imagined or the worst one, <laughs> there is joy for you this Christmas. So much of our Christmas traditions, they wrap around uh, giving gifts. Have you noticed that? I've been thinking a lot about that this season as I rush around trying to get gifts for people I love and thinking through all of the gifts that we run all over the world or hit up Amazon Prime to have shipped to our doors nowadays, the gifts we throw on lists for Santa, all the gifts that we surround this season for. I've been thinking a lot about them. And, and I really hope I'm not interrupting like a Christmas tradition and your kids are being forced to watch this before they tear into their own Christmas gifts, Christmas Eve. Please, kids, hang on. I'll make it short. I want to get to the Christmas Eve present as much as you do. I used to have to like beg for it when we were kids. We would come home and we'd have Christmas Eve service with the candlelight and I love that tradition. Candlelight ready to go and, and before Christmas Eve we'd beg and plead and come on mom can we please open just one gift tonight, just one gift tonight. After she played hard to get for a while mom would relent. She would let us have a gift to open, and the gift was always like some piece of clothing. <laughs> so disappointing when you're a kid. A clip-on tie, special for Christmas Eve service. Mom, that didn't really work. The clip-on tie didn't really stick, and my Christmas Eve attire could use a little sprucing up for sure. I remember the disappointment of those gifts. They were good gifts. I liked opening a gift. It was fun. But the clip-on tie, it just doesn't pack the punch you hope for when you're a little kid on Christmas Eve. I'd still wear it with pride to Christmas Eve service, but the whole time I was looking for a better gift, <laughs> something bigger, something more meaningful. And as I reflect on that and how, you know, a clip-on tie was good, but it's just a little disappointing. I think about all the gifts I've received, the good gifts and the bad gifts, all the gifts. And I realized something, that it always seems like there's another gift that may be a little better. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be a Scrooge or the Grinch this Christmas. I get it. Like The gifts are a beautiful thing, but they just never really satisfy. When, even when you really understand like, what a gift from somebody means. That, it, that it's more than just the gift. That it's a reflection of the relationship you have with them. That, that it's something that points to 
uh, a love that you share or a friendship that you hold close. Even when you get it, it's about the relationships, you still are met with the reality that we disappoint each other sometimes and we let each other down. And the search for a gift that really satisfies, that will never disappoint, that'll never show up angry, that'll never run out, it's just kind of always there in our hearts and our souls. But, but the gift underneath all these gifts, right? Like I'm finding that the gift underneath all these gifts we give to each other, the, what's running underneath the surface of all of these traditions and all these beautiful things we celebrate is a gift that as I unwrap it more and more and more and I look at it closer and I really understand what it means, it's a gift that doesn't disappoint. It's a gift that settles into my heart, a joy that lasts, even when the circumstances of my life are less than stellar. The forever gift. It's the gift that drives all these gifts we give to each other. It's a gift that's so important. Because in life, broken gifts, they can only lead us to broken things. They can't give us anything but broken things. Our flawed gifts, whether it's a flawed gift of a relationship or because you picked the wrong thing out for somebody, our flawed gifts, they, they can't give us anything but flawed things. And that's okay because there's a greater gift for us and for you. When Paul understood this in 2 Corinthians, he called this gift that God gives an indescribable gift. The kind of gift that words can't even capture. You know, the angels in Luke chapter 2, kind of Jesus was born and they, did, they got the great privilege of announcing this gift to an unlikely crew, the shepherds. It's my favorite Christmas Eve passage because it's the actual Christmas Eve passage in the Christmas Eve story. And it says this in Luke chapter 2 and verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. I think about all the people celebrating Christmas Eve, all the people celebrating Christmas today, and I am overcome with how practically right that angel was. So much joy and so much happiness, all because of this gift that God gave to us in a manger. The angel goes on and says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great com company of heavenly hosts appear. Talk about needing a new <laughs> pair of shorts for these shepherds. 
praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those whom his favor rests. You know, I don't know if those words are run out for you. Just part of Christmas tradition that really doesn't hold a whole lot of meaning anymore for you. But what those words express is a God who favors and loves you and who gives you an indescribable gift that all of heaven rejoices to see. It's the forever gift. And, and I have three things because maybe you're thinking like, I don't understand what this actually means for me. I get it, a baby in a manger. It seems so long ago. It seems so wrapped in meaningless tradition. It seems so far away, kind of like God. But, but there's some real practical things, I think, that the forever gift really means to us. In fact, I have three things that I think the forever gift really means. First, the forever gift is for everybody. I know you're thinking like, maybe not me. I'm not really a church guy, or I'm not into religion, or I don't even know where I fall in this whole God thing. I'm not sure what I believe. It's not maybe for me. But this gift is for everyone. You don't have to be somebody different for this gift to be for you. You don't have to be a church person for this gift to be for you. You don't have to have a clean life for this gift to be for you. You don't have to be all put together and have everything on the outside look so perfect. You don't even have to be a good person for this gift to be for you. This gift was announced, the very first invitation given to the shepherds, the outcasts of society, the last people that would be expected to be led into church or invited to the first Christmas party. This gift is for you. You don't have to have it all together and you don't have to be something you're not. You don't have to have all the right labels and be void of all the wrong labels. This gift is for you because God is for you. So many people, they don't understand that. You don't got to give a God a gift first. He gave the gift first. You don't have to bring him anything. He's for you and he favors you. And no matter who you are, no matter what life looks like, no matter how difficult it's been, no matter how far you think you are from God or God is from you, no matter how much you've screwed up your relationships or screwed up your life, no matter what you believe, God is for you and the forever gift is for you too. The second thing I think about this Forever gift is that this forever gift is a gift that's supposed to fill your life with joy. I know that sounds maybe impossible right now or impractical. Maybe it seems impossible because you wouldn't really describe your heart, even though you put on a really smiley face for all the company tonight or tomorrow, you wouldn't really describe your heart as joyful. 
Happy maybe sometimes, but happiness, as we all know, is a fleeting emotion driven by our circumstances and sometimes even driven by just what other people say to us. <laughs> joy is something so much deeper. You see, joy is something that you can experience even when things aren't going great in life. It's a general feeling of hope and satisfaction and peace and a deeper kind of happiness that can't be stolen from you when life's circumstances take a turn or when a relationship leads to nothing but disappointment. I know it seems impossible because maybe you haven't been happy or joyful in a really long time. Maybe your heart has been clouded with sadness or depression or fear or disappointment. Maybe hope isn't something you really have a good grip on right now. But the thing about joy is it starts small. It starts maybe just even understanding that joy is something you can experience through this forever gift. Jesus said, I have come that you may have light, that you may have life and that you may have abundantly. The angel said, I have come that this is good news of great joy. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, weeping may last through the night, but joy comes through the morning. And all of scripture talks about this baby in a manger as the light that came in the darkness so that you could experience joy even when your circumstance throws you nothing but sadness. I don't know, I hope you already experienced joy. I hope that your joy can't be contained. And I hope that understanding this forever gift, it explodes joy in your heart. But even if it doesn't, I pray that tonight is the night where joy sparks in the darkest parts of your life. And you can start to understand that this forever gift God gave you is for you. And it's for you to start, even if it seems impossible right now, to experience a greater joy than you have known to this date. The last thing the forever gift is, I think, the forever gift is a very clear the perfect picture of what God is like. It's easy to confuse it. Religion confuses what God's like. Our past confuses what God is like. Sometimes even our parents growing up can confuse what God's like. It's easy to get all kinds of confusing, distorted views of what God's like, and sometimes we think he's far off or distant or I don't know I don't know what you think God's like but Jesus scripture tells us is the perfect revelation of who God is because he's God with us God wasn't just for you he was with you and the gift he gave the forever gift was himself and the opportunity to have a relationship with him that would fill your heart with everything you have been looking for. You see, Jesus is the perfect revelation of God. Jesus is God with us. Jesus is everything you have been looking for. And Isaiah 9, 6 says, for to us, a child is born. 
He'll be called Mighty Counselor, Prince, Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Jesus is everything your heart has longed for. The forever gift is for you. The forever gift is supposed to fill your heart with joy. The forever gift is God revealing himself to you perfectly, completely, in the forgiving, in the unconditional loving, in the I will be with you through whatever life throws at you face of Jesus. But like all gifts, like all gifts, it can be offered, but it needs to be unwrapped. And God's offering you the best gift this season every day, right now. The gift of Jesus. This baby in a manger who was born for you, who lived for you, who died for you on a cross, taking all of our suffering and pain and sin with it, all the reasons for all the brokenness we experience in this world, and who would raise again so that you could know the certainty that this forever gift brings a forever hope. I hope you unwrap it. You don't unwrap it by being religious or by being good or by earning it from God. Like all good gifts, you just simply accept it. You believe it. You say with your heart and your mouth, Thank you for this gift of Jesus. I believe it's for me. So that I might have a joy that nothing can steal from me. So that I can know you, God, and so that I can have eternity with you. Everything my heart has ever wanted. (laughs) And it's that heart I give to you right now. Well, listen, I hope you get back to your Christmas traditions after the two songs that we're going to celebrate with. We're going to end with something really special, and I hope you kind of gather everybody around and celebrate with us as we wrap up with these closing songs, our Christmas Eve service. Whenever you're watching this, I hope that your heart is filled with hope and peace this Christmas season. I hope you see the gift that runs underneath all of the other amazing and wonderful gifts we use to celebrate this season. I hope you know that Jesus is for you. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for the forever gift in Jesus. We thank you for the joy it brings. I pray that that joy would start to erupt, even if we feel like it's impossible. It would spark in our hearts that this gift would overtake our lives, that we could see that everything we have been looking for can be found in the forever gift, Jesus. So thankful for what we celebrate. In Jesus' name, amen.